presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogan Winovalin. It's Friday. Today's show, some takeaways from a recent Biden interview. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. You might have missed it yesterday with all the news from the hearing, but President Joe Biden sat down with AP White House reporter Josh Boak in the Oval Office for an interview that took about 30 minutes. You can catch a link to the full interview over in today's playbook, but a quick summary of some pertinent bits. He talked about his desire to, quote, grow the economy from the bottom up and the middle out. He used the word literally at a rate of once every 10 minutes and peppered his answers with assurances that he was not being a wise guy, that what he was saying was not a joke, and introduced one point with the words, here's the deal. But there were also some intriguing moments. Biden made some news about the revival of his domestic agenda. Yes, the president is eager to discuss his 2021 domestic legislative accomplishments. Quote, if any other president just passed the act, referring to the American Rescue Plan, and the infrastructure bill, they'd say, God almighty, name me a president that's done anything like that before at the same time. But he was also forward-looking on the domestic front and seemed bullish that he could pass legislation that would lower the cost of prescription drugs, fix supply chain issues related to microchips, introduce energy-related tax breaks, and reach a deal on taxes that includes a 15% minimum tax on corporations and tax hikes on the quote super wealthy. He's also resistant to any evidence that his 2021 policies contributed to inflation. Quote, you could argue whether the American Rescue Plan had a marginal minor impact on inflation. I don't think it did. And most economists do not think it did. That isn't quite accurate. As the headline for a piece on the subject by Vox's Andrew Prokop recently put it, quote, Biden's American Rescue Plan worsened inflation. The question is how much? Another moment that stuck out, Biden is still a foreign policy wonk at heart. At roughly the same time his domestic agenda dried up, Biden became enormously consequential in his foreign policy. He understands the nature of that political bind. Voters care about the economy, not necessarily Ukraine, and his decisions on the latter made the former worse. He sees his economic policy as the kind of tough decision that great presidents are eventually rewarded for making. He took on the defense of Ukraine, even though it has come at an economic cost to the American people in higher energy prices and a political cost personally to him. Biden said he tells aspiring politicians that they need to answer this question. Have you figured out what's worth losing over? Biden very strongly hints that Ukraine is on that list for him. Quote, I've done foreign policy my whole career. I'm convinced that if we let Russia roll and Putin roll, he wouldn't stop. While much of the focus right now is on a prospective gun safety package, the Democrats' climate, tax reform, and prescription drugs bill is creeping back into the conversation by way of Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and critical swing vote Senator Joe Manchin. The two, quote, met twice this week on a potential party-line package. Politico's Burgess Everett reports this morning, quote, there's more afoot. Schumer and his staff are working with the Senate parliamentarian to help tee up a possible July or August vote, and a prominent Democratic pollster has tested how popular major components of a hypothetical bill would be in Senate battleground states. If you thought Senate negotiators might leave for the weekend with the gun legislation deal in hand, well, think again. Here are the remaining sticking points per Alan Fram from the Associated Press. Quote, Lawmakers said they remain divided over how to define abusive dating partners who would be legally barred from purchasing firearms. Disagreements were also unresolved over proposals to send money to states that have red flag laws that let authorities temporarily confiscate guns from people deemed dangerous by courts and to other states for their own violence prevention programs. Politico's Marianne Levine noted in a recent tweet, quote, 
A GOP source familiar now says that either the Democrats accept what the Republicans are asking for on the boyfriend loophole, or it'll be dropped entirely. And after months of back and forth over another funding package to fight the COVID pandemic, prospects of a compromise now appear unlikely after, quote, Senate Republicans accused the White House of being dishonest about the nation's pandemic funding needs. That's according to Dan Diamond from The Washington Post. The GOP's view here, quote, Senator Mitt Romney, who brought the Senate to the brink of a bipartisan $10 billion COVID funding deal in March, said the Biden administration had provided, quote, patently false information about its inability to buy additional vaccines, treatments, and supplies. The White House's view, quote, three administration officials insisted that the White House had been transparent about their needs and spending, and that Republicans had continually found new reasons to object to the efforts to secure additional COVID funds. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 8.30 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will host the major economies forum on energy and climate. At 11 a.m., Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will depart the White House to head to Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. At 10.05, Vice President Kamala Harris, Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff, HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge, and EPA Administrator Michael Regan will depart D.C. to head to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There, she'll participate in a conversation with community members about removing and replacing lead pipes. At 3.25, the quartet will leave Pittsburgh to return to D.C. And later... Harris and the second gentleman will visit Dulles International Airport to meet with aviation and transport workers who are working to deliver infant formula. The Senate and the House are out today. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike Zappler. Playbook's deputy editor is Zach Stanton. Jenny Ament is the executive producer and head of audio here at Politico. I'm Rogumono Have a good long weekend. We'll see you back here Tuesday morning. Only 23% of workers have access to paid parental leave according to the U.S. Department of Labor. That number is even worse for hourly workers. Amazon is proud to provide up to 20 weeks of fully paid leave for hourly employees. Learn how Amazon supports hourly employees at amazon.com slash 20 weeks. That's amazon.com slash 20 weeks.